up? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Culture and Cigars. I'm your host, Demetrius Holland. Once again, we're down here at Up and Smoke Cigar Lounge in Clarksville, Tennessee, smoking on some cigars. And talk about the podcast today. I got a special guest with me. Don't introduce yourself. BJ Pryor. Yeah. What's going on? So, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a stand-up comedian, man. I've been doing stand-up now. I think uh, we're at, uh, what, 13, 14 years mm-hmm. doing stand-up. I started when I was 15 years old uh, sneaking in comedy clubs because I was old enough to be in a comedy club. And then um, I I did a set one night. I was, I was supposed to do, I think the owner only gave me like two, I don't even know if he gave me two minutes. But like I think it might have been about two minutes. Did, and... The audience was filling me so much, and the main act somehow, I don't know, like his, his transportation, something happened, he wasn't able to make it. Some some guy who wasn't really a big name either. And uh, he couldn't make it, and so I'm on stage killing him when I was about to wrap up. I saw the guy, the, the manager, was like, keep going. I stayed on stage, man. I think that night I stayed up there like an hour. Oh, okay. Like at 15 years old. And, you know, after that, I knew this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Uh, I think I would like to think it was because I was funny. It might have been because they were drunk. I don't know, but <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would like to think because I was funny. And I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life and been rapping since. Oh, okay, so uh, what made you get into comedy? Man, just life, getting in trouble. Because I, I was always funny. I was always funny. And uh, like I had this teacher, she always talked about how funny I was. Mm-hmm. And but she was like, you're funny, you're just funny at the wrong time. Like yeah. you're funny, you know what I mean? You're funny. And so when I was a little kid, she said, "Listen, if you could keep your focus and not and not distract my class, if you can get your work done at the end of the class, I'll let you get up and make the class." And so she gave me like the last ten minutes of class. I get up there and make it. I brush through my work, raise a hand, she get up here, and uh, I would get up there, man, make them laugh, and it was a wrap. Oh. It was a wrap at that, and that kind of got me into comedy. Now I realize. I used comedy as my weapon. Like it used to get me out of whoopings. Mm-hmm. If I like a girl, it got me the girl I like. I mean, I just I was like, oh, this is God's gift me. Use this, so <laughs> that's yeah. how I got into it, man. So, do you think is sometimes you could be naturally funny? Like you know, you're not really trying to be funny. You're just funny. Right. Do you think it's harder trying to be intentionally funny? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you should always get up there and just be yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when you go up there to, to try to put on an act, and it is a routine, it is, you know, it's, you know, in, in, in the industry, we call it an act, but right. it's supposed to represent who you are yeah. as a person as, as, and an artist. It, when you get up there to, uh, to put on this, uh, at then it don't come it don't come off natural you know what I'm saying it don't come off natural so yeah I try to get up there and just be myself you know what I mean and that's what that's what works for me okay yeah so uh, what so you know your first time you wasn't nervous when you got up there I'm nervous even now yeah I'm nervous even now uh, and uh, uh, old head comment told me he said when when you uh the day you get up there you ain't nervous that's the day you gonna mess it up yeah you know what I mean so it's about it's, it's about channeling that that nervousness. You know what I'm saying? And I, I use it to my advantage. That's what makes me quick on my feet. So let's say somebody I got a heckler in the audience is yelling something from the audience. I know how to deal with them, but then come back to my show. Mm-hmm. I don't like them control my show. But if I didn't have that nervousness, I don't know if I'd be that quick on my feet. But because I'm 
I don't have to skip. They know. Mm-hmm. Then I, it makes me work, you know, quick, quick come up with something, and then say something, and then come right back to my show. Yeah. So have you ever uh, been been booed? <laughs> I've been booed. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's a really touch subject. No, 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 I've been booed. Uh, I've definitely been booed. Uh, and and the first of uh, I was at this comedy club, and I'll never forget it. I had a couple times to go up, uh, and when I was <laughs> when I was doing it, uh, I was I was doing I was doing my hardest, and I, at the time, Cat Williams was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess to the best of my, I was doing my best Cat Williams impersonation, and uh, it, it didn't go well with the audience at all. And <laughs> the guy was like, uh, "That's terrible." And because I always got compared to Cat Williams or Chris Tucker at the time, uh-huh. and uh, people would say, "Yo, uh, this guy yelled from the audience, hey kid, the world already got a Chris Tucker. We don't need another one." And then he yelled boo, and then it just followed. <laughs> big, large boo. That was the day I wanted to jump off the bridge. <laughs> you don't want to do it again. You you don't know the feeling until you've been booed. Yeah. Like it's a terrible feeling. <laughs> like when a whole entire audience is in agreement yeah. and it's you. Yeah. Like it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. You wouldn't kill yourself. It's, it's a terrible feeling. So uh, so when you had first started, you would say you wasn't really original. I, I would I would I was original in in. Content. I wasn't original in delivery. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't original in delivery, and that was because you know you 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 don't when you first start out you don't you don't have you don't have you don't know your niche yet you don't know the thing that makes you an artist. Yeah. So because of that, um, I just took to the guys who were being accepted in the audience in, in, in the industry, which was the Cat Williams and the Chris Tucker's and. The, uh, but then I started to find out what made DJ DJ on stage. Then that was the thing that kind of changed me. Oh, okay. I don't have to be that guy. And I, honestly, I don't even think I was trying to be him that day. It was just my delivery. That's what I saw. Yeah. Was who, that was who influenced me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was there. It was, that was fun. It was a, you made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about that. So, who was some of the comedians that influenced you? Um... Richard Pryor, Eddie what? Murphy. So it's probably your real last name? Yes, it's my real last name. People always ask that. People always ask that. Pryor is my real last name. Okay. Uh, I wasn't born uh, Pryor. My, my, the man who raised me, my father, his last name was Pryor. Okay. okay. Uh, so I wasn't born in, into the Pryors. Uh, I was adopted into the Pryors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it is my real last name. But I always get the question, are we related? Like, yeah. People are like, are y'all related? I, I don't know. Uh, me and his son, uh, we know each other. Me and his youngest son, we know each other. Uh, but I have not done need to find out if I'm related to, to the great. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy are mine. And if you kind of watch my stand-up, you kind of see who influenced me. Because of my, my delivery, you kind of see a little bit of of, of, of these people that influenced me, so those are my those are my. And then after that, you got the Martins and the Chris Tuckers who who, who uh, and Jamie Foxx who really uh, influenced me. Yeah. Those are my guys. Okay, so those. Yeah, those are my guys. Those are those are my go-to guys. And then I have other people that like I was sharing with my friend the other day. I said a lot of people don't know that I have other guys that influence me. And if you watch my stand-up and watch them, you will see little things that 
you can see their influence in my life. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin was the biggest silent film star. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I would watch Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. And he was funny, like the way he would fall. He, this dude made movies saying nothing. And he was the biggest star of his time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he, he would do stuff with his eyes and his animation. And I watched that as a kid. And I remember how I felt watching him. And I would watch other people look at him. And they would die laughing. And I'm like, he said nothing. Yeah. And I said, if I could put what I'm saying and those actions together, mm-hmm. if you, when you really think about when you put that show, that's my show. Mm-hmm. That's my show right there. Like his influence plays really heavy in my animation because people always say your energy and, and your animation when you perform. And Charlie Chaplin, man, is the one, is the greatest. Him and Jim Carrey yeah. are the most. Those guys, and then like you got like the Robin Williams with the voice, the way his voice fluctuates, he can become different people with his voice. Man, those people right there, hands down. So uh, let's talk about your routine. So like, if I come to a DJ Pryor show, it's uh-huh. not just gonna be you just standing in one spot telling jokes. Nah, nah. I, you know, I tried to do the standing in one spot uh, thing before. It ain't you know, like Bill Cosby could do it. Yeah. Bill Cosby would sit down in a chair yeah. and tell a joke and and kill a room. Yeah. I don't, it's important for you to know the kind of comic you are. I don't have that flat foot stand in one spot funny. Like there's some guys who are just so funny, they don't even have to move. They can stand in one spot and just tell a joke. And it is me, my stand-up is physical. I gotta move. I did this show one time. I ain't gonna say the name of the person, but he's a pretty well-known guy. I went on this show and uh, it was my first time, one of my first time ever doing TV for real. And I went on to do the show and uh, nobody gave me, the producers didn't give me, you know, told me, hey, stay in this lane of the camera. So I'm doing my routine. Uh-huh. So we go to break. They said, we got to do that over again. I said, well, why? They're like, you're moving too much. You're out of frame. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I move when I perform. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you're on TV. You can't do that. So we tried to do it again. I couldn't do it. So when the producers, like, he's frustrated this one. Oh, God. So he went and he put this huge X. Mm-hmm. Right here, say, don't move. Yeah. Man, one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do in my career. So when it came back, I made a joke about it. I was like, yo, I would move, but there's this giant X yeah. right here that y'all can't see. I can't go in there by laughing. That was actually a part of the routine. Yeah, man, it's, it's, I'm physical. Mm-hmm. I'm physical because I, I, I like painting a picture for you, but bringing you in my world. Mm-hmm. And if I'm entertaining, then that, that does it for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So do you do impersonations? When I started, that's that was the, the bulk of my show when I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Martin, I did, you know, Chris Tucker, I did uh, some other people that, that were in my life. Yeah. You know, that they're not famous, so that's why I didn't do them as much on stage. But I did other people mm-hmm. that were like I had this this uh this impersonation of my pastor. Yeah. Time, and, and 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 it's it's spot on. Even to this day I can I can do him. And if he was famous, it'd be funny, but they're like, you know, jokes yeah. like that. But uh, this this impersonation he'll tell you like the impersonation of, of him is great you yeah. know what I mean but he's not famous but uh, that's what the bulk of my show was 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 uh, impersonations and and just cracking on people but after growing I just got away from that to actually having content and material mm-hmm. but I just kind of moved away from impersonation I'm pretty sure if I worked on it some more I could I could probably bring that but man, I haven't done it in a while okay so what is uh, some of the content that's in your 
I often uh, my mom is I'm, I'm, my mom is a pretty big bulk of of, uh, of this show, and that's because I'm kind of introducing myself to the world right now, and so I talk a lot about uh, my mom, my mom being uh, 13. My mom had me when she was 13 years old. So I was talking about, you know, how me and her being the same age, you know what I mean? How yeah. she tried to put me on punishment. I'm like, you can't put me on punishment. We're the same age. You <laughs> know what I mean? Grandma put both of us on punishment. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I talked about her drug habit, uh, her being on drugs and how, you know, drugs ruined a lot of people's lives. And, and it had, you know, it, it did a lot of damage to my life. But, you know, her being on drugs, you know, it was a funny time in my life. But she did some crazy stuff that when you think about it now, it makes me laugh. So I talked about that. Uh, I talk about um, my dad, you know, being a devout, being a devout Christian. Um, I talk, man, I talk about a lot of stuff. I just cover this show is based on my life. I just talk about my life, yeah. everything I've gone through, everything I'm going through. You ever want to know what's going on in my life? Listen to my stand up right now, and you'll hear. You know what I mean? To, to you know, uh, I have a son now, and, and me and his mom relationship is kind of crazy. So you talk about everything. You just, I want to give the world who I am. Rather than hide my pretense of, you know, this guy, people think they did. I want to give you me and you appreciate how real I'm being. And through my show, it's something you can relate to. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just tell me your situation before we get, you know, so if I talk about this, I'm like, yo, bet I said the same thing. I did the same thing. You know what I mean? And that's what makes people appreciate the comedy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. So, so because your father was a devout Christian, was it? Some resistance of you pursuing comedy? <laughs> uh, yes and no. He knew I had to give. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He knew I had to give. Um, and he wanted me to pursue the gift for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, Christians would say, you know, that does the good to the soul is you know medicine or whatever. And so when you when you when you consider those things, you know, that's what a Christian parent wants, you know what I mean? Well, by the instances. But now, what the industry can turn it into is yeah. probably more so his word. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you hey, watch that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, there was, there was a little resistance, but he realized I was good at it. He was like, no, you you give me a house with that. I ain't tripping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, 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 he, he, he was encouraging in a lot of ways. He, he was encouraging in a lot of ways. The best way he, he could be, yeah. you know? So, uh, are you political in your routine? In my political, eh, not really. No. You know what I mean? As much as I can help, it, but it's hard not to be right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look at look what's going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, as a comic, this is great material that we're letting go to waste. Yeah. But I get every everyone to know, to, to, to discuss politics, you got to realize that Unless you can tell a joke in a very bipartisan way, you're you're gonna you're gonna have some that's gonna love a joke, and you're gonna have some that hate a joke. Uh-huh. That's gonna happen anyway. So why why would I go ahead and you know up the odds on it going political? I, I try to stay away from it um, mm-hmm. as much as I can. But if there's some things we just can't help, yeah. you know what I mean? Because comedy is the voice of what you and I are really thinking. Mm-hmm. What other people are thinking. The only difference is, is I'm actually saying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I get up and I talk about Trump, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm saying what everybody's thinking, even his supporters. Yeah. Whether they want to admit it or not, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting up here and I'm saying what you really feeling right now. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's something going on that's skeptical in the White House right now, like him firing the, the FBI director, 
we all can agree that's sketchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even his supporters, whether they want to admit it or not, yo, that's funny, bro. But, you know, it's like, you know, I addressed it. Yeah. Yo, that's the elephant in the room. Okay, if he's going to go political, know what you're talking about. The problem is that I've seen, I was turned off by it because I've seen so many comedians go political and they didn't know their stuff yeah. and they messed it up. Like, they messed up uh, trying to touch that material. So, it gave us such a bad rep where I think comics should stay away from it. If you don't know your stuff, yeah. stay away from it. Don't touch it. The person who did stuff that's so political, uh, but so genius that you didn't even know you were laughing at the joke, but you didn't even realize that you he was political was Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock goes political a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And when he was when I was younger, I didn't appreciate his comedy as much. When I got older, I was like, yo, this man's been a genius the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So he'll get in a, he'll get in he'll get in the limousine and one of the requirements is I have a newspaper and he'll read the newspaper on the way to a show and he get up there and that's genius. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be up there and talk about that stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he's he's a brilliant dude. Like so, if I'm going to touch politics, I would like to touch it the way he touched it. I probably I'm nowhere near as genius as him. Yeah. Um, but if I can stay away from it, I stay away from it. I just make the obvious jokes. You know, talk about Trump's uh, toupee. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. No, I, I don't really go. I wouldn't call that even political. Yeah. I just, that's just humorous. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What about uh, Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle, another great. Yeah. Right. He took. Political. Mm. He can go political and he can do it in a, Dave Chappelle did a joke about rape. Yeah, I know. You, you hear that joke? He did a joke about rape. Mm. And it was hilarious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rape is we know rape is not funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And any victim that would that would, you know, you say if I told y'all I'm gonna get there, I'm talking about rape. Mm. Yo, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with the way he did it with such a genius. You know what I'm saying? These, yeah. yo, I, I, these guys are geniuses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you want to touch that stuff, I think you just need to really know what you're doing. And I, I would like to believe that I'm, I'm, I'm smart, and I would like to believe that I'm really good at what I do. But I just don't know if I'm ever going yeah. <laughs> that level of touching stuff. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just it takes a special guy to be able to do that. Write yeah. that joke in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay. So. Uh... What a, what about like you know there's some backlash on black comedians that don't touch on politics. Uh-huh. They'll feel like you know they just they just want the the mainstream money, so they don't touch certain issues because they don't want to hurt sponsors and stuff. I mean, I think it's for anything in the industry. I mean, the industry. Here's what I think. I think there's there's mainstream. I feel like this. If if you're doing an, an arena, yeah. then you got to think mainstream uh, politics and all that. So when you're talking to an intimate crowd, comedy club, the del- the delivery ain't even the same. The material was the same. The delivery is different. So you can take a chance and say something to people in a building of 200, 300 people mm. versus an auditorium of 30,000 people. Yeah. So I'm saying it's, it's a different ballgame. Uh, and what's happened is you see the industry is trying to to turn our voice down as comics. Yeah. You can't do that either. So I'm saying like we're comics. That's what comedy is. Comedy has always been that voice, just like hip hop has always represented some place of where the culture was. Mm-hmm. Comedy was the other side. You got hip hop and you got comedy. And comedy was the other, you know, that's why Russell Simmons is one of the richest guys. 
you know, in the industry because he represented two. You know what I mean? You got the you got the the hip hop on the side, and then you got comedy. Those are the two things right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can agree on laughing. We can agree on you know music makes me feel good. So does laughter. So um, I think I don't, I'm not mad at comics who don't touch on certain things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you had brought that up like how he doesn't go political. Mm. But that's not his that's not his niche. That's not his routine. So why would he do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think you just gotta stay true to who you are as a comic, and if you don't go political, don't go political. Yeah. But I think you look crazy if you go political and you don't bang your bang your thing. Okay, so do you think if Kevin Hart was to go political that he would still be as funny as he is? I think because he's the man. Uh-huh. He's Kevin Hart right now. Like he's Kevin Hart, I can say right now, if you want to stop me Kevin Hart, but he's the man right now. Yeah. Um, he can do anything right now. Yeah. And he and he's is going to be uh funny to everybody because he's Kevin Hart, and and he's at that point to where anything he touches is gold right now. So if he touched on some political, mm-hmm. as long as he delivers it like Kevin Hart would deliver it, yes, he's it, just funny because because he's the man right now. I mean, yeah. If he wasn't who he was, probably not. But because he's Kevin Hart, yeah. He, so how do you feel about uh, ghostwriters and comedy? I mean, since the beginning of 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 uh, big stand-up acts, when you know, from the comedy clubs to start selling up theaters and stuff like that, you've always had that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, even the greats, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, they they've had writers now. There was a point in their career when they just did the writing, but you got to think if your schedule is crazy, you're on a set of a movie, mm-hmm. but you know you got a tour coming up. You know what I mean? Like the you've already signed a deal to do this many dates. Mm-hmm. You know you got at least two years to a year and a half or so to prepare for this tour. Yeah, but you're still filming. Uh-huh. You don't have time to sit down and write. You've been you're doing something on set. You're on set more than 12 hours or more, you know, on set sometimes a full, you know, almost a you know, 24 hour day, you know, to break it up. You on set that much filming that many movies, especially when you on fire like how Eddie Murphy or even how Kevin Hart is. I mean, when you yeah. doing that many films, you don't have time to keep. You can say, here's my idea, here's my thought, come up with the concept, and then take it to your writers and they build from it and then bring it back and put your little touch on it and then make it yours. Yeah. Uh, I think it's genius when you have when you when your schedule is like that because you gotta keep moving. It's like a machine. You gotta like Kevin Hart is already working on his next routine that's not gonna come out till next year. Yeah. But he's already in the comedy clubs working it out, and that's what we do as comics. We work it out. Like right now, I don't have writers. Mm-hmm. There's no need for writers right now for me. But eventually, the goal is that it's gonna be so crazy to where you know, I need writers. I need people to help me. And then there's the people that just help you develop your like. Hey Kev, I'm pretty sure they're like, hey Kev, that's that's funny. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go this way with it? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he puts this twist on it, and then ultimately it's his delivery. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think as long as it's still his delivery, or long, uh, as long as it's any comics delivery, it's cool. But when you uh, you <laughs> when you act like nobody helped you with it, that's my stuff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think uh, it's always been. Eddie Murphy had. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had Ken, Ken Ivy Williams help do his, uh, did, uh, 
helped him with Raw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was one of his writers. So, you know what I mean? You've always had him. Yeah. You've always had him. So, I'm, I'm with it. When, when you're scheduled like that. Yeah. When, you at, when you're doing it like how I'm doing it right now, what you got to write for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You just, that just means you're not creative at this point. You know what I mean? But when you get there, yeah, I did. Okay. I totally did. I'm with it. Because that was a, it was a big thing about that for me. It was yeah. like, uh, you see her Reese Spears just talking yeah, about yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? That craziness. Yeah. But I'm like, Reese, like, you're saying that because you don't need writers. Yeah. Because you're not doing movies. You know what I mean? And that's no shade, you know what I yeah. mean? Because he's a great comic dude. He yeah. wanted, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. Uh, but he's not doing movies. So you can you can afford to sit down and write your stand up. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Hart, who's knocking out how many movies a year, he don't have the time to sit down and just write all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm with it though. Okay. So, uh, what's uh, some of the stuff that you're involved with like past things you've done, things you're doing presently. Um, I you know I've always tried to the comedy and the acting go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to do my best in merging those worlds, like DJ Pryor as a brand. Uh, so I don't like on on social media is comedian DJ Pryor because that's the thing that people know me for. Yeah. But I'm so much more than just a comedian. So, uh, ask me what I'm doing, man. I'm trying to do it all, brother. <laughs> I'm trying to do it all, man. But comedy being that vehicle into all of it, you know what I mean? Comedy is what's taking me into the acting and it's opened up doors for me to be able to do acting, whether it be stage play, uh, whether it be short films. I just did two short films and I was at one point filming both of them at the same time. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm in one, I'm being a, a DEA officer. And then the other one, I'm being like uh, this, this uh, I guess you call a samurai. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they have nothing in common. You yeah. know what I mean? So you're literally going from like kind of this, and, and the way the characters were, one was kind of like a, a soft, mellow kind of character. And the other one was a real gangster, I don't take no mess, mm-hmm. but funny character. So to leave one character and then go to something else is crazy. And uh so I just got done filming both of those. I'm pretty excited about it because both films are short films and they are uh, the directors are looking to get um, basically funding for both films uh, for international marketing and start putting it into to, to, uh, film festivals and things like that yeah. and get it picked up by major studios. So I'm pretty hyped, man. And then uh, I just yesterday, uh, I, I ain't gonna put the name of it, but I did some for, uh, like, kind of like an audition for a major network, and I just got an email yesterday to to uh, go to the next phase of it of, yeah. of the the, uh, the deal, or whatever. So hopefully I, I land that, man. If I can land that, hopefully I'll come back on the show to announce it, man. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm I'm really excited, man. Just working on trying to get the acting thing, trying to get the movies, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and keep doing stand up. I want to release a stand up special here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in the comedy club working out a lot of. Of uh, material and and uh, you know just just trying to just kind of keep grinding and, and movies. I'm launching a, a, a comedy site called Laughter's Universal. Yeah. Basically, on that site, man, people can subscribe to it. You can see all the things that's going on with myself, uh, my friends, everything that's going on with us, man. We film comedy sketches. So basically, if you're at work and you just want to laugh, maybe my style for you, but there'll be other people on there that you know they got comedy style that you might even go in there and just laugh and just. You know, you, you escape from your cubicle and you go to the bathroom do doo <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to laugh, ha, 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 like yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. You got someone there that you can, you can check out. So 
got to be launching here pretty soon. So, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped, man. Do you got a date for that? Or? Uh, not right now, man. I, I stopped putting the date out because uh, we were we, <laughs> we were working on stuff, man, and stuff was happening and, and stuff was coming up and, and you're trying to meet those deadlines. So, uh, but it'll be here pretty soon. Yeah. It'll be here pretty soon because we 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 we're almost ready to go. Okay, back to the acting. Do you think because people know you as a comedian mm-hmm. that it's gonna be hard for you to do a serious role because it's like I just can't take them serious. Can't take it serious. <laughs> you know, I, here's the thing. I think <clears throat> like I, I think if you get stuck in that rut too long, like when 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 you don't show people other sides of you, yeah, then I think that can happen. Uh, I think I do pretty good on my social media, showing people different sides of me. For example, I show them. I show them, I take pictures of myself, or I, I get people to take pictures of me on, on set to show them, oh, he's, he's, he's doing something. And then I did a screenshot of the character. I told you he's a little softer, but he's a, he's a you know, pretty cool character. Uh, and he looked, it just looked like a real serious moment. Yeah. And so when you see that, you're like, dang, DJ got some, he got some acting chops on. Mm-hmm. So if I show them that now, before I get famous, then then I don't think they'll do that. But if I, if you just see only funny, 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 yeah. which I don't want to just be putting that funny, funny, funny box, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think it's hard to it's hard to shift over and be taken serious. I think one of the people he's not a he's not a standard comedian, but Will Smith does it great. He can do a comedic role and then turn around and do something serious. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Same thing with Jamie Foxx. He is a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what I mean? So when you show the different sides of you. Coming out the gate, yeah. But when you just show them funny yeah. and nothing else, then yeah. When you, when you try to cross over one day, like, hey, I'm be serious. Gonna about to take it serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm applauding Kevin Hart. I, I heard he just did a, a serious role and it's coming out next year. I, I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm interested in seeing. But I think, uh, I think if you if you know how to come out the gate with it, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. So do you do you uh, think you'll ever pursue? Music too, because you know Jamie Foxx, comedian, actor, music. I I actually have I'm dabbled with it, um, and it was it was pretty fun. I, I actually I'm, I was telling a friend I actually get the itch for it again, man. I uh, I just right now it's just the timing mm-hmm. right now, uh, and that's all this industry is about is timing for everything. So I can't get them hyped and excited about um, stand up women being just hey I'm just dropping some music. I mean I you know it's kind of whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. You know I mean, like if I feel like doing some music, if I'm gonna put some beat stuff out, then I'm gonna do it. But if it's just something me fooling around, I ain't gonna fool that. But if if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go hard with it. Yeah. So I think eventually yeah, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna come back over to the music. But once I establish myself more as a comic, because people I have people audiences that know me yeah. as a as a comedian, but I wanna get famous with it. And once I get famous with it and I get established here, then I'll cross over and do more of the music and whatever. Because I'm a musician, like I actually play an instrument, I play drums, so yeah. whatever, everything, man, I'm going to use everything, yeah. everything. So, would it be uh, R&B or hip-hop? Ah, that's good. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be, uh, I'm just going to put some feel-good music out, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be some feel-good music, maybe have some some artists featured on it, you know what I mean? It ain't going to be nothing raunchy that the kids can't listen to, uh, it'll be something feel-good, it'll be, it'll be, and then, uh, yeah, I have some, I'll have some baby makers on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will. I have some, <laughs> yeah. I have some <clears throat> kids go to the back. Y'all can be up here for that music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with your show, is it raunchy or family friendly? Uh, it is. Uh, I say, I say for the 
most part family friendly. <laughs> you know, you, you 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 tailor your stuff to your audience. You know what I mean? It's the same material, but you change how you say it. Yeah. Um, so if I know if, if there's a family, you know, as a comic, that's your responsibility. You know your audience. Yeah. You, you're supposed to know what jokes will go over and what jokes won't go over before you do them. Sometimes some guys say, I don't care. And if you're at the level where you can afford to not care, they ain't pay lawsuits, then do what you do. No. I'm not there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I pick and choose what I'm going to do. Mm. And if I know that it's a family-friendly show, then I know to govern myself accordingly. Uh, if it's if it's at a church, you know, I know there's certain things I just won't talk about. But I I pretty much have the same material. What you get from DJ, what you see is what you get. I pretty much I talk about when I went into a club and something happened in the club. I talk about that in church. Yeah. I, I mean, I can do the same stuff, do the same material in a comedy club and in a church, and just change my delivery and, and the same joke over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I just I just give them the same stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever been? Performing and just forgot the joke. <laughs> yep. yep. It's, it's, it's nothing touchy subject. <laughs> it's, uh, but you know what? It's about how you play it off. Yeah. Right? If you can play it off and you go into something else, cool. If you can't, that's another thing about that thing being real with your audience. Just tell them. Like, y'all, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I forgot my next joke. <laughs> and it kills. Because yeah. you're. They're laughing at how transparent you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually, moments like that make audiences audiences appreciate you more. Yeah. Because they feel like you're not up here putting on this show. You're not. You're literally talking. You have a microphone in front of us. But I appreciate how real you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody want a fake comment. They want real comments. Mm-hmm. And real comments about Kevin Hart. I, I, this is the most, by the way, in the interview I've ever. Reference Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, but he's so successful right now because they feel he's real. You know what I mean? He, he talks about his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus talking about a whole bunch of stuff that, you know. I mean, yeah, he, he makes up some stories. You yeah. know what I mean? But overall, the content is pretty much his life. You know what I mean? So when they when they get real, people pay for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what are, who are some of the comics like that you like now? Uh, who are the comics I like that? You know, I, I like the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I, I like the guys that are here getting money right now, but I like the underdogs. I like, uh, there's a there's a guy um, out of Virginia. I'm actually from Virginia. I'm originally from Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Leonard Uvis. And literally, overnight, the boy has been, I mean, he's doing, he's, he's out in LA doing some stuff right now, in New York doing some stuff. Uh, so he's one of my favorite right now. I'm really proud of what I see going on with uh, DC Youngfly. Yeah, I'm really proud of that man. I mean, just watching his grind, I've seen, um, and I'm noticing how they're, you know, he's still being raw, being him. He reminds you of a of a, of a young Chris Tucker. Yeah, yeah, um, he does. And then he's, he, but he's, but I like how he's expanding his brand, trying to get into to movies and, and then uh, I just found out he's hosting Chris Brown's tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I think he's cashing in on kind of owning the stage and being in front of that many people. Yeah. Um, I, so I'm proud of him. Uh, Country Wayne, uh, just from from a phone, man, and then becoming this sensation. And he is really out there grinding and getting it and, and doing his thing. So, bruh, uh, who else? Yeah, man, they're my dudes. They're my dudes right there. Uh, those guys right there, man, I think. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm for the underdogs. Those are the guys I'm really proud of. Man. 
Okay, I got two questions. First one, do how do you feel about uh, cross-dressing in comedy? I used to, here's what I used to say. I used to say, if it's necessary for the joke, do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it has to be done. But then I started to notice, um, and, and from my own experience, not just from what I've heard, I've heard about it, but then I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing a, uh, it's almost like an agenda, man, to, to make men soft, make them feminine, make them whatever in the industry. It's yeah. like a goal, and, and more so African-American. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel like that's an agenda, I'm not going to help you accomplish your agenda. Why we got to be something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why we got to be, why Why can't I be just as funny, just as talented, not wearing a dress? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I heard the story, you know, Dave Chappelle, he refused to do it. And they were kind of like, you know, Dave, 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 you know, we can't rewrite this thing. And when he kept refusing, they came in and mm-hmm. no sooner than he rejected it, they came in and would rewrite. Mm-hmm. Which lets you know that they had the ability to, not, to do the same sketch and to be just as funny and him not wear the dress, but they just wanted to see him in his dress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's, I mean, it's some form of coonery. You know what I mean? I don't, why I got to put on a dress? I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. I, I'll pass on it. So because it's become that so much, I'm not, I'm not with it. You know what I mean? And if, 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 if that's what the next guy want to do, cool. Do you? I ain't judging you for it. It's just, you ain't going to DJ probably ain't going to be in a dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's overdone. I remember in the 90s, it was funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was cool. You know what I mean? But we're in a different place now. You know what I mean? Like, then we weren't, we weren't, African Americans wasn't, we weren't producing as much. We weren't directing as much. We weren't, you know, we've always been writing and stuff, but we, we ain't been at the helm of the production. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now that we got this opportunity, wow, let's start making calls and let's say, hey, we're not putting on dresses. We, you know what I mean? We got the power now. You know what I'm saying? You see what happened with Jordan Peele with the with the Get Out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple of years in the nineties, we ain't had that power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you had Spike Lee's, you know what I mean? But you ain't have you ain't have a comic. You know what I mean? A dude who probably wouldn't have been taken serious who had a sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, switch over to be a director to do a horror film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That actually, you know, did great. Yeah. You know, and still breaking records. So yeah, man, I'm good. I'm I, I'm seeing people be just as successful not putting on a dress, and I don't. Then maybe that's not what I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, that's what that you know. You hear the Dave Chappelle's and other people speak about it. You hear well, oh, so maybe I don't have to do this. We were doing that then because we thought that's what we had to do. We had to get in there. You know what I mean? Tap dance, boy. Okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we thought we had to do that stuff, but now it's kind of like, oh, so you, we don't have to do that, and and I can still sell on the arena. Okay, yeah, I ain't put on a dress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta ask yourself, why were why were people putting on dresses then? Why were you know what I mean? And at the time it was funny, it was styles. We changed a little bit You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like there were no internet comics back then. There were no there was no internet for really? You know what I mean? So now we got internet comics. That's where we are now. You know what I mean? So as everything else, music, you know, there's an evolution with music, there's an evolution in comedy. I don't think the dresses are funny anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's out of style. Yeah. Maybe it'll come back where where, where dresses are the thing. Do you also feel like when 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 black men do that, because they always act like ratchet and ignorant yeah. as the great and black women? It can, it can be, man, it can be. It can be, yeah. I think it could be taken as that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I think it's some form, sometimes it can be some form of cool. 
there, there's truth and then there's kuna. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And 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 sometimes people talk lies. Like even when I write certain stuff, it can look a certain way. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Um but it's if I, if you're doing it to tell the joke and to tell the truth, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Cool. Oh, that's true. And that's what's gonna make it funny because it's true. But if you're doing it just to get a, a check, then that's a sellout. That's yeah. cool. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I, I like how Dave Chappelle walked away from $50 million mm. you know, to do with the Dave Chappelle show. He yeah. walked away from it all. Because he had standards. He had morals. I'm, yo, I'm not going to sit here and be a token black guy who makes fun of black people. That's what he felt like. Now, black people love the show. Yeah. White people love the show. But to him, inside, he felt like I'm down to my people to get a check. I'm good. I ain't yeah. good. And now, he just did a stand-up special, two stand-up specials, you know what I mean? And got 60 of them. Yeah. So I think, you know, God always look out if you do the right thing. You know what I mean? I, I'm good. I, that's, a, that's a lesson to me right there. I don't have to do this to get this. I yeah. can still hold on to who I am, my principles, and still get it. Okay, so, yeah. okay, so uh, talking about social media. Yeah. Do you think it could be a curse? But, because it can give you exposure, right. give you a following. Right. But then people would prefer, you know, maybe you on a two minute sketch. Yeah. Sketch. Yeah. As opposed to a full show. Yeah. Like it's a blessing. Okay. So the industry talking about the evolution of, of, of how the industry changed. So you got a guy who's been in the game twenty something years, right? Yeah. He's been traveling. He's been killing stage. He's been putting in work. Uh-huh. Somehow his career no longer matters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can go on his Instagram, he got a thousand some followers. You get this guy. <laughs> he been famous barely six months. Yeah. He just made some videos. Mm. He got 600,000 followers. Guess who is going to book the big shows and the promoters call? The woman with the 600,000 followers. Yeah. They forgot all about the guy who's killing it and has been growing with the industry uh-huh. and been killing it in the game. You know that he's not any less. He's not any less talented. Mm-hmm. He's really not even uh, less known. It's just his numbers don't reflect what the other guys is reflecting. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, so it's almost like if you don't get with where the industry is. You become obsolete. Yeah. See what I'm saying? For example, I feel like he's a great comic, uh, Ari Spears. Yeah. Great comic. But you see people like him, and I'm just saying people like him, like you see guys in the industry who didn't, I mean, they, they're not faking, they're being who they are. But they just didn't go to pick up their phone and start doing sketches, and that, that's not them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They came out in the time where they, the internet wasn't buzzing like that. So they, they are stand-up comics. And that's what people are saying. There's stand-up comics that go, you know, on stage in front of the audience. And then there's internet comics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, you get these guys who's on camera that's funny, can get on stage and do these guys who've been doing on here 20 plus years. Yeah. And these guys who've been doing it 20 plus years, these are the OGs of the game. They know, they're no less talented. Yeah. These are, like, they for real. Yeah. And honestly, if they pick up the camera and, and did a two-minute sketch, they'll probably show it. Yeah. But that's not their, that's not what they do. They're like, I'm not trying to be that. Yeah. I've been doing this 20 plus years. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I, do, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse because 
it's, it's a shame like we forget about the guys who put in the work. Uh-huh. You got people like Earthquake. These guys have been doing stuff. The Rodney Perry's. They, they don't got to do sketches. These guys have been in the game forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they are funny dudes and they continue to come out and, and impress people. And, but we forget about them because yeah. we, we look at the guys who just pick up the phone and you know what I mean? At the, the, you know, we got everything that I think it's a play. Yeah. I can pick up this ca- this camera right now, we film sketch and go viral as rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're on if we keep going. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, it's it's crazy, man. It's 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 crazy. At the core of me, I'm that's why I think I'm so old fashioned, because at the core of me, I'm a stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. So you don't get me doing too many sketches with my phone. Now we're filming some sketches for the you know the website or something now, but other than that, I I don't everybody's doing that right now. Everybody thinks they're funny now. Yeah. I mean, everybody picking up the phone, news that you ain't never seen, like, you think you funny now? And then somebody laughs at me, they get a couple of likes, and then all of a sudden they're yeah. It's different, man. It's a different industry. It's a different world now. Okay. Uh, tell us about some uh, upcoming shows you got. Upcoming shows, man. Um, right now, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm getting in the clubs, and I'm working out my material. Uh, so right now, uh, the, the shows I'm doing... It's kind of like a pop-up show, I guess you can say. Yeah. I mean, I'm popping up the club and just doing shows. I'm, all of it's not scheduled. Everything is kind of pop-up. Uh, the schedule one I have, I have uh, Huntsville, Alabama, uh, June 29th. June 29th, I'll be in Huntsville, Alabama uh, at, uh, what's, the, what's the name? The Huntsville Stand Up Live. I think that's the name of the comic club. I'll be there uh, June 29th. Uh, and then uh, the rest will be just pop-up working up material. Because um, my goal is to get this material so solid to the end of this year if I want to go film my special, which is the goal, and I can do that. Okay. Yeah, so, man, uh, just follow me on Instagram, my G. I, I'm on here. I'm, I'm killing it right now, man. Okay, tell them where they could follow you. Or... Yeah, IG, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, everything, at Comedian DJ Pride. Okay. Comedian DJ Pride, man. Because I'm working right now. I'm putting it out right now. What if they want to see some of your, is any of your routine on like YouTube? Or on YouTube? Like, I have my family friendly stuff on YouTube. I don't have like, so if you're looking for like the raunchy grown up stuff, you ain't gonna get that on YouTube. You ain't gonna get that out. Uh, some of my newer stuff I haven't posted yet uh, just because I want people to come out and see me. Uh, but my family friendly stuff, my, some of my older, a lot of my older stuff, uh, church material and stuff like that, that's on, uh, you can find it on YouTube, type in comedian DJ Pryor. And my videos pop up. I think yeah, I even have some uh some clips from the show. Something about the uh, DJ Pryor show. Yeah. I got clips of that on there. So yeah, man, just follow me. I'm working right now. I'm yeah. putting out a little video. Then I put out little videos, you know, from you know, you can go on my uh, Instagram and check me out. Stuff, you know, me being on set and the films I was talking about, and, and just little clips uh, of stuff me doing other stuff. And then I'm starting to show a little bit more of my family on there. I want people to see, you know, my family, my son, wife, and all that stuff. So, yeah, man. Okay, okay. Uh, normally, I try to end this with like some words of encouragement. Okay. So, do you got any words of encouragement for somebody out there? Yes. Uh, stay focused. Uh, stay focused. Stay at the grind. Nothing that is uh, worth having is just going to be given to you. Go out there and get it because you can have it. If 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 it wasn't that way, then the people that uh, majority of us work for. Uh, we wouldn't have these companies. We yeah. wouldn't have so get out there and get it. Whatever your dream is, go out there and do it because you will not be happy until you do it. I promise you that. You will not be happy until you go after whatever it is in you do in this life. 
Okay. Thanks for coming on this podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. This is dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Thank y'all for tuning in for this episode of Culture and Cigars. I'm your host, Demetrius Holland. Once again, we're up here at Up and Smoke Cigar Lounge, 109 Hatcher Lane in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, to my followers, thank you for supporting the podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, as well as other platforms. And we're doing it for the culture.